This is Over the Top Cycling in Boulder, Colorado. On the phone with us today, Muffy Ritz, who's checking in from Sun Valley, Idaho. I'm George Thomas. Welcome to the show, Muffy. Thank you, George. Good to be here. Now, Muffy, tonight I really want to focus on coming back from injury. I've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again, and probably way more in the future, too, but you're really the best athlete that I've ever met in... uh, actually probably ever um and you've just been one of those people who seems completely invincible to me you have like an iron stomach when it comes to ultras and you just go and go and go so it was shocking to me to see you with a knee replacement well it's um actually this is my 10th surgery in about 10 years So this is nothing new. Um, I guess I could name them off really quickly. Uh, Right and left shoulder surgery, hip replacement, now a knee replacement, two ACL surgeries and three meniscus surgeries, and what else? Two bunion surgeries. And they've all been big, big recoveries, anywhere from three to five months apiece. So this is just uh, the tenth in a line of many surgeries. I was going to say the bunion surgeries, which sound, I mean, not anywhere near like a hip. I bet those were incredibly painful, weren't they? Uh, Yeah, I had the same bunion done twice, and it's incredibly painful. But um, my doctor, the first one he did, he put a uh, cast on me, and I ended up riding my bike with the cast. And as soon as I got the cast off, I used a clog. And I did um, the Furnace Creek 508 with one clog and one bike shoe. And I was on a team, and I think we did quite well. (laughs) So you just go through these things, you know? So what's your mental state when when you know you're going to have a surgery, you know you're going to have another rehab period? How do you get yourself built up to do that, motivated to do that? When is enough enough? resignation. So I resigned myself to the fact that I was going to have this knee replacement. And I've heard these are pretty painful. So I was a little nervous about sort of the the pain I'm going to involve, that's going to be involved in. But, um, you know, I just kind of accepted it. And once I accepted it, I went out and rode my bike really hard around the White Rim Trail in Moab. And then came back, and the day later I went to the hospital. And so I sort of had that little break, the biking break right before the surgery. And never once since I had this surgery three weeks ago yesterday have I even missed um, thinking about getting exercise. It's just, you know, I've resigned myself to rehab. There is no cycling and hiking and skiing and getting that endorphin fix. It's just, um, I don't care. All I'm, all I'm about right now is getting well, whatever it takes. Which you almost seem like you have the same mental outlook on rehab as you do on a race or training. Yeah, i say that's probably right. I mean, I don't stress out about training or racing. I just get it done, and whatever it involves you have a job in front of you and you go do it. And there's no whining, there's no 
um, feeling sorry for yourself. There's um, just get the job done at hand and so you can move on to the next event or the next uh, workout or whatever it might be. <laughs> or the next surgery. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I hope not. Now, you lead VAMPS. Can you tell us a little bit about that and really what everything you've done you're able to bring to VAMPS? Yeah. Um, well, with the VAMPS, it's a ladies' cross-country ski group that I lead, and um, about 120 to 140 women, and I have a group of 11 coaches that work under me. And a lot of what I bring to the VAMPS is this same attitude, which I just sort of tell them, suck it up, whatever it is. Suck it up. Do what we, you know, do what the instructors are saying, uh, because they're always have, has your best interest in mind. Or do what I have to say. If I tell you you're going to be doing 50 push-ups three days a week uh, because I want you to, because you're going to get stronger, don't complain. Just do it. And guess what? You're going to love the rewards. So I just take that same attitude of the vamps into my into my training and into rehab, I guess, um, or injuries. And, you know, I, I do get results, whether it's other people or my own. And how do the, the vamps respond to that? I mean, it sounds like you're pretty hard on them. And um, you certainly haven't had any trouble growing the group. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the group just, I, I actually turn people away because I have to have a waiting list. There's a lot of women wanting to be in it. And I'm not harsh on people, but I don't, I don't baby anybody. And I'm, I'm the first one to admit that I just tell it like it is. And if somebody is out there skiing and I don't like the way they're skiing, I just say, stop right there, right in your tracks. Do not take one more step because you're doing it wrong. Let's get you to do it right. And they kind of shake their head and go, whoa, she means it. And, um, but I'm very nice about it, and off they go. So it's, um, it's a matter of persuasion and, and really getting them to believe in me and me to believe in me as well. Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. We're visiting with Muffy Ritz, who recently had a knee replacement and is already, um, I'm sure, way ahead of medical predictions. What is it like for you? Actually, what's it like for your medical people who are working with you when you have you bring the mindset that you do to your rehab? Do people ever try to tell you to slow down? Is it hard for you to follow... Uh, directions from the medical providers? Um, actually, my physical therapist is a good friend of mine, and we bike pretty hard all summer long, mountain bike and race, and so she knows what my mental uh, capacity is. And um, it's funny because with this rehab that I'm doing now with my knee, it's three weeks, and she hasn't had to... Um, slow me down at all, she's actually had to push me a little bit because I got a little bored doing some of my exercises at home and um, was sort of skipping a few of them, and she said, no, you've got to do all those exercises. And I was never, I never pushed too hard in the gym or anything because I'll tell you what, the pain is too much. The pain keeps you doing just what they say. You don't want to do even... Five more minutes on the bike. It's not fun at this point. So pain has been my governor 
and the physical therapist is very happy with my progress because I haven't overdone it. And I, like George said, uh, yeah, I am way ahead of the norm at this point, at least a week or two ahead of where other people are in my same situation. Do you almost take that as a competitiveness? Do you do you look at that and feel like, I want to do better than average here? Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm one of the least competitive in the rehab. Like the other people that I'm rehabbing with, they're asking my PT or the same PT, well, how far is Muffy? What's Muffy doing? <laughs> and I have, yet to, <laughs> I have yet to ask her how anybody else is doing because I'm just comparing myself to myself. I know that if I just got five more degrees of flexion than this bad me, then I'm really excited. And I don't care what the other people are doing, even if they are ahead of me, um, which they're not, by the way. <laughs> um, I wouldn't, it's, you know, everybody's got their own body and we're all going to get to the same place. Maybe not at the same time, but we all will get there in our own in our own time. Now, how because you're able to take so much pain, you may not like it, but you certainly are very good at taking it. Um, when do you realize, you know, hey, there is something definitely wrong with this part of my body. I need to go get it fixed. Uh, I think a lot of us in endurance sports ignore. Um, trouble signals and do tend to kind of blow them off until the problem gets really bad. Yeah, I would say with this knee, I've been having trouble with it since 1994. That's when I tore it, tore the ACL and the meniscus for the first time. And it was repaired and it was repaired great. And I went on and did two rams with it and um, lots of Pacific Crest tours and pack tours and all sorts of long-distance cycling and mountain biking. Then I tore it again over several years. And then just two years ago, I fell off a cliff uh, backcountry skiing, and I think I did the final tear. And since then, it's just sort of a gradual pain buildup in all the different activities I was doing, which were alpine skiing, Nordic skiing, uh, backcountry skiing, Hiking, biking, mountain biking, road biking, cross train, cross bike, um, you know, whatever. And it just started getting painful, and I was beginning to drop my sports off. Like, I can't do that anymore, and I can't do that anymore. And it came to a point of me saying, I've got to get this fixed now, because right now I'm at the youngest period of my life, and this is the place and time when I'm going to be the most active. Let's start with a fresh knee and not wait until I'm, you know, 10 years older than I am now and finally get it done and limp all the way through those 10 years. So that's kind of how I figure it. <laughs> Which surgery has been the most difficult for you to rehab from? And did you ever have any really mentally low points during that time? I think the hardest one was my first ACL in, back in 94, and that one was really difficult because I'd never had um, an injury like that. I've had shoulder surgeries, but I could still ride a bike, and, or at least a stationary bike. And, but the ACL, I just remember, um, I was in tears when um, 
I was with Steve Bourne, and I remember dropping him off on several bike rides in the car and just sobbing because I couldn't go. And it was really difficult to come back. Um, it took 10 weeks, I remember, of rehab, and it was very painful. Um, I think, I don't know if that was more painful or less than this total knee replacement. I'm not, I think they, they're equal. But that one was the hardest because I didn't know what to expect. And now I just know what to expect, and I'm just letting myself be to the rehab gods and letting them take me and, and have them... Not them fix me, but tell me how to fix myself, and I'm okay with it. It's very interesting to me that you say, you know, one of your worst was in 1994, because you and I actually rode a lot that year, as well as in 95 with Pack Tour and Pacific Crest Tour, and then Ram had no idea you were injured. Yeah, that was that was a rough one, 94. It was just a... Um, you know, it, it was fixed so well that I never even thought about it. Once I was once I was well, I was well, and I just never thought about it again until I sort of fell off this cliff and really tore the tore it all the way through. So um, yeah, I mean, I did Ram and all those trips with you, and nobody would have ever known I ever had any injury. But ultimately, that became this, which is now twenty some years later. Um, as a knee replacement. <laughs> which you really just kind of answered my next question, which was, you know, how have these cumulatively affected you? I mean, 10 surgeries in the last 10 years, you've really abused your body. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't say 10 surgeries in the last 10 years, but 10, 10 surgeries, um, I actually had nine in 10 years, and then I had a big break, and then a hip replacement, and then a big break, and the knee replacement, but cumulatively, I have to say, George, there hasn't been any accumulation of declining in my body, except for maybe this knee, and um, like my hip is fine, my shoulders are fine, bunions are fine, um, it, it, I just, they just keep putting me back together again, and I just go back to where I started, um, and it's been a really okay journey I have to say I a lot of people come out of these things and they are weaker and they can't get the motivation to be back where they were and I just don't want to be a weaker person and in my sports or in my regular life and so I work really hard to be back to where I was before the surgery so there we have it and there I think you bring up a very good point because I think that is a real stumbling point for a lot of people because you come out of your surgery or overcoming an injury and I think you see yourself where you were and you want to be there so bad but you're not and you have to go through that rehab process. How are you able to make that mental shift to where you can just focus on the rehab and have the goal of getting it back rather than feeling sorry for yourself that you're not there right now? Well, I think it's because I've been through so many of these now, um, of these injuries and surgeries, and I just, I found myself last week wondering, just wondering if I'm going to be able to see as fast as my friends that are right underneath me, they weren't very far underneath me, if I can 
beat them still um, this coming winter in, in both classic and skate skiing. And it's just, it's not a competitive thing necessarily. What it is is my own competitive thing getting back to where I was. And so it's really motivating right now to think, wow, look at I can still be in front of you. I can still be faster than you. And I just went and had a knee replacement. And if I can say that by the time ski season hits and we get to our first couple races, I, I won my knee surgery. <laughs> Muffy, I'd really like to do a two-person relay with you, and we could enter as like 2.4 or 2.6-person relay because we have so many new parts. <laughs> we should weigh all of our different parts. <laughs> if, you know, um, see what it comes out to be. <laughs> yeah. How many parts do you have now installed in your body? Oh, just plates and all sorts of different things. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you've had to come back the same way I have, and it's, it's one step at a time without getting... The minute you get frustrated, you put yourself back. So, you know, you can't be frustrated. You just have to accept what it is that you're dealing, dealing with, and grasp it and take it and move with it, move forward. And, and that's a hard thing to do for a lot of people, but if you've got a pretty good, strong head, like I'm sure um, you and I both do from all this long-distance cycling, it's, it's pretty easy to grasp rehab in the same way. Have you needed a support system, uh, family, friends, or is this something you're really able to, to just do on your own, which I can't imagine that you're not able to do it on your own, but um, how important is that support system to you? Well, the first week I did have somebody staying at the house because I live alone now, and um, uh, a friend of mine from California came up for 10 days, and she brought me to the hospital, and she picked me up from the hospital and stayed with me and, and cooked meals, and she turned my bed down and made sure I took my drugs, and that was really important. And I, I could have done it on my own. It just would have been really difficult. But she left after um, I was at my house for one week, and she left after exactly a week, um, and then I was on my own, but I, I did pretty well because I was forced into um, having to give up my crutches so I could carry things and um, get up and let the dog out and, you know, just all sorts of things that other people would have their husbands do or their friends do or something, and I had to do it by myself. So I think I recovered, I'm recovering faster because... I have to be self-sufficient. It just blew me away to see a picture of you with your walker and a huge smile. And it was just like, oh, yeah, Muffy's coming back from this one just fine. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you got to remember I was on, uh, like, heavy-duty morphine at that point, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then how did you feel when you got on to the uh, indoor trainer? That was um, interesting. It was not even two weeks. It was less than two weeks after surgery, and most people don't get on that fast. And I got on, and, and my physical therapist said, okay, if you can't go around the whole way around, it's okay just to go back and forth and back and forth. 
And I just went around immediately, just went right around and kept going around and around and around and around. She went, oh, okay, I guess you're all right. And I went, yeah, I am. And so I said, let's drop the seat a little bit so I don't look like such an imbecile up there on that bike, you know, rocking my hips and all these things. And um, so I got the bike in a pretty good position, and and it, was, it wasn't so hard. Um, and it was kind of pissing a few people off that were uh, ahead of me in terms of their knee replacement. They had had them done earlier, and they weren't on the bike yet. I'm trying to count out. I think I've had five surgeries in the last two years. And uh, one of my physical therapists, we were talking about endurance cycling. And she looked at me and she said, oh, do you know Muffy Ritz? And I said, oh, yes. Oh, my God. Lisa Kelly? Lisa Kelly does not ring a bell. But if that is her married name, I think I might know who this girl is. And she was on one of my Ram crews, and she lived in Warren, Vermont, when I lived in Waitsfield, Vermont. We were good friends and skiers, and um, I haven't thought about her for years, but you'll have to say hello from me. I certainly will, because she was a big-time skier. That's got to be her. I'm sure it was, and I remember when she left Vermont, she gave me a little picture with a, um, a little yellow rose, which was um, in the picture, and it meant, you know, forever friendship. And I still have that little picture of that yellow rose. And that was from her. Unbelievable. <laughs> totally small world. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say. Muffy, just to bring up vamps one more time, I know you've turned people away. I don't know if you're accepting new members, but where can people go to find out information about the program? have a website so um, it's just by word of mouth I don't need a website actually um, but if anybody's interested they can email me directly and it's muffyritz at cox.net and I'll spell that out m-u-f-f-y-r-i-t-z at c-o-x dot n-e-t and I will um, you know talk to anybody who's interested in joining our women's group and who's interested in learning how to ski better and more efficiently. But I don't take rank beginners, so they have to be able to have Nordic skied some beforehand. So. Muffy, you're an inspiration to me and I think lots of other people. I really appreciate you taking the time to visit this evening. Well, thank you, George, and, and um, you're one to speak on all this injury stuff, so uh, this is a good topic for us both. Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. ACAST powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. I'm Ned Fulmer. And I'm Ariel. We're from the Try Guys, and we have a new podcast called Baby Steps. It's an irreverent parenting podcast because parenting is not perfect. We just had a newborn, baby Finn. I got pooped on. Ariel has pink eye. <laughs> 
I don't. <laughs> a big guy. <laughs> we talk to some experts. We even bring you 4 a.m. thoughts from our garden. Oh my gosh, it's literally 4 a.m. Just to, to go back here, I thought I got poop in my eye. Yeah. And that causes pink eye. Parenting is a mess. We're a mess. You're a mess. Join us every Sunday. Listen to Baby Steps on ACAST or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST, A-cast. 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 A-cast